boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Talking Greyhounds. Trent Mason Utter with you on this Saturday morning, and Simone Fisher, as I say hello to you, what a big week it has been in the world of greyhound racing. We had the Geelong Cup last night. We've got the Top Gun at the Meadows tonight. It is all happening. It sure is, and not to mention the heats of the Hume Cup yes. as well. Um, yeah, plenty of great racing action coming into springtime. Well, we're well into spring, but there's just always great racing around anyway, isn't there? Sure is. Uh, all right, uh, who are we chatting to on today's show? Well, I thought we'd take a look at the Top Gun stays this morning. Um, so we'll be talking to Michael Eberand, who has Ebby Ripper engaged, and also Matt Lanigan, who is taking care of Moment to Jive. And with the great chase having been run and won on Wednesday at the Meadows, we're going to catch up with Jason Sharp also. Now, looking forward to that. It's such a tremendous event, the Tab Great Chase. <laughs> and a really tremendous story. It seems to throw one up every single year. Let's uh, kick off with the Top Gun tonight, though. Well, obviously, it is on tonight, but the action won't be just on the track, Trent. There's plenty happening off the track as well. There is a free fun zone for the over-18s uh, with air hockey, a mechanical bull, surfboard rides, final furlong racing, foosball, foosball, I don't know. Is that foosball. Foosball, yep. uh, to name just a few as well as live music. And on the track, of course, we've got two outstanding fields for the Greyhounds. Are the $150,000 to the winner Top Gun Sprinters and the $75,000 Top Gun Stayers. And um, although we are missing a couple of big names, there is nothing short of quality in these two finals. And without the two stars in the staying ranks, it gives everyone their chance, doesn't it? And that's the thing I'm really looking forward to is who's going to stand up without Tornado and Rip and Sam there. That's exactly it. And I guess as a trainer... You know, you love to see good dogs win, but you think, oh, surely, surely I can have a little bit of luck. So there's one one out of eight greyhounds that will be in the stays taking home this prize um, with the omission of the other two. I just wonder how many trainers, when the news came out that Tornado, Tears and Rip and Sam were injured and were going to miss, they really earmarked this race and said, right, this is our chance to get that elusive group one that we probably can't get with them both in the race. Oh, absolutely. I think there would have been a lot of people dancing on the inside, I guess, <laughs> because, I mean, it's good for racing. It's like if Winx was not racing That's in the right. Cox Plate. It's so disappointing. Not, mm. But then on the other hand, it's exciting for the people who may have a chance all of a sudden. Good so, for the rival trainers, not so good for the promoters. Yeah, that, that's exactly, that's the way it is. And look, it's just the way of mm. life, isn't it? Um, mm. There's things that happen like this all the time. But gee, what an outstanding field, or two fields. But have you ever been on a mechanical bull? I have indeed, at, uh, at a <laughs> in Adelaide uh, not too long ago actually and I was absolutely horrendous not surprisingly it's tough <laughs> I, going I was stuck on one a couple of years ago at a party Brett Bravo picked me up over his shoulder and um, <laughs> I tried to sit in my nice dressage position but it did not last and did not work so I was off <laughs> yeah no it's uh, it's very hard alright let's straighten up uh, we've got the uh, the Top Gun tonight but we've also got the Hume Cup as well that's right five heat to the Hume Cup of course will be run over the 600 metres the final is Melbourne Cup Eve it's always a huge night um Melbourne Cup as in Horses Eve at the Meadows on the Monday. George Ferruja will be looking at these later this morning and also we'll have a wrap of the Geelong Cup, which was held last night. You mentioned the great chase at the top of the show. Tell us more about what happened at, on Wednesday. Well, a $34 winner got up in Go Commando mm. for Jason Sharp, um, claiming the $47,000 first prize. And the community group Broadmeadows Disability Service, who were matched with Go Commando, scored $10,000, which is... Great money for any organisation to have for improvements for equipment or infrastructure. Some, I think, over the years have put it towards a vehicle that can help people get around. And But I just think, Trent, it's more than just the money value all around here. The greyhounds are exposed in a very positive way. The trainers, obviously, 
have a good win, but these community groups, they take away far more than the money. Yeah, um, just the, the day experience. out. And, it is. Yeah, the, the, the social inclusion aspect of it all shouldn't be underplayed in this whole uh, program. It's sensational stuff. I've been out there a few times um, for the heats and finals, and it's just a great day and really makes a difference. So well done to, uh, to all concerned. Uh, let's uh, look back now and uh, talk about some events from last Saturday night. Last Saturday night, Dinah Weslin for Anthony Roberts won at the Meadows, and uh, that doesn't sound too extraordinary. But he was from New Zealand, so having his first start over that long trip um, from Christchurch, actually, it was a great effort there, and he's engaged tonight in the Hume Cup heats as well. So we'll be looking forward to seeing um, Dinah Weslin challenging some of our greyhounds. Time to Talk made it three from three at Horsham on Tuesday, taking out the Vic Bread final for Angela Galea and her dad Martin. Uh, he broke the track record at only its second start there at Horsham in the semi-final and ran a quick 23.09 in the final. So Gee, there's some very very promising young dogs around. Time to Talk one, Black Opium oh, just won again the other night. It's just there are. some really exciting dogs on the scene. So uh, we'll watch those with interest. Um, a bit of news on Trelgan as well. They've been having trouble with drainage issues on the track. So the meeting that was to be held. Monday coming has been transferred to Warrigal, so just keep on top of the changes there on the website. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Talking Greyhounds is presented by the Group 1 Tab Top Gun, a night of electrifying greyhound racing tonight at the Meadows. Find out more at themeadows.org.au. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And away, charmed and taken, slow to begin. Out fast go Commando from the outside. He'll look to cross and lead Johnny Wishbone. Charmed and taken, recovering to third, followed by Perfect Rocky. A break of two, Aston Geisha, then Maximum Brew. Well back to come home, Superior Faith last, but it's Go Commando clear. Off the back, led by Forder, Charmed and taken, Johnny Wishbone. And then Perfect Rocky, who heads the rest. It's the reserve, Go Commando, led by three for home from Charmed and taken. And it's Go Commando to win the Great Chase final. Go Commando won it by two, Charmed and taken. And joining me on the phone this morning is the trainer of Go Commando, Jason Sharp. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Simone. How are you? I'm good. Gee, how are you after that win on Wednesday? What a thrill it must have been. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's had a bit of luck going through the series. He, you know, I mean, he was uh, reserved last week in the semi and got a run and, yeah, reserve again and got a run, so... Of blessed, I think. Uh, well, sometimes the luck just has to fall in your favour. Jumping from box seven, uh, what were your thoughts when he came up with that box initially? Yeah, well, we were, it was out of box three and box seven. I, I thought box seven probably would suit him better. Um, and, like, in my mind, the race panned out exactly how I wanted it to. So it was sort of lucky. I thought all the, the better and the quick, oh, the you know, the, uh, the ones that were going to jump quick were all on the inside. So I sort of thought his only chance was if he got out and crossed them, that that's the only way he was going to win the race. So it sort of panned out that way, and we had a bit of luck. The six sort of brought us right into the race, so it was good. It was a terrific win. Um, like you mentioned, the six has got plenty of early pace, and it was particular or going to give the, the Greyhound, your Greyhound, a run into the race, you would think, on paper. But your guy, he can run a 5.05 at Sandown up to a 5.34. So um, not always that reliable early, but the way he came out on Wednesday, he was just, uh, that was it. It was all over. Yeah, those bigger dogs, you know, they can sometimes jump, sometimes they don't. They're just, sometimes it, it takes them a, a bit to get going. So, yeah, he did well to get across and 
and 505 at the Meadows is you're always happy with that. You're going to lead a lot of races going 505. So. He's had 15 starts at the tra- 16 starts now for three wins and five placings. So um, he knew that track well. Um, some of the other yeah. greyhounds hadn't been around the Meadows as much as he had. So probably when you look at it in retrospect, it, he had a lot going for him, even though he was a reserve. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He hasn't had a lot of wins there, but he's always been in better grade at like, uh, you know, free for all and mix four five, sort of, um, you know, with the age prize money now, they sort of they win one or two, they they're straight up there in the the better class, and they're always hard to win because they're a lot of good dogs in those races. So, yeah, he's done well. He sure has. And the thirty four dollars, did you have a dollar on him? I had a little bit. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a story there, but I won't <laughs> go into that. But I had a little bit. Um, terrible. Me up a bit, so that's all right. Oh I'll well, you, oh, but I mean the the forty seven thousand dollars to the winner. I mean that um, is terrific prize money. And like uh, Trent and I have spoken about earlier in the show, just the the win for the greyhound, the win for the trainer and the owner, but also the community group that has been assigned to your greyhound. I mean, what a thrill for them! Yeah, it is. It is. It's sort of um, one race I always wanted. To to win so I don't know why but yeah I thought it would be a great race to win so it's good for the community and and uh, it's good for us I suppose and the owners so yeah it's, it is it's good all round and um, it's yep. great that the tab keeps sponsoring this year in year out so what's next for Go Commando Jason? Oh, he'll probably go to Sandown and probably into a prelude um, see how it goes might be pushing him a bit but um, you know if you're out in front they've got to they've got to run you down so he keeps jumping like he is, so that's the plan at that, the moment. Exactly. If he can begin anywhere like he did at the Meadows and get across the field like that, I think he's in with a big chance in his next start or his next few starts to come. So best of luck, Jason, and congratulations to you and the family on the win. Thanks, Marion. And, yeah, I just want to thank the owners again for letting us train him. And, yeah, hopefully we have a, a, a future career with, with these owners. They're great owners, so thanks again. Uh, it's great to hear. We need good owners too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bye, Jason. What's making news around the kennels? A huge night of racing coming up tonight at the Meadows with the Top Gun for the Stayers and the Sprinters. And uh, joining me on the phone all the way from New South Wales is Michael Eberand, who puts the polish on Ebby Ripper engaged in the Stayers final. Good, Michael morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Samantha. <laughs> Gee, her 93rd start tonight. She's been a terrific chaser for you, hasn't she? Yep, she's been around a while. She's um, doing us proud and, um, yeah, like she's mainly raced in the top-class staying races and still going good, probably realistically in the twilight of her career, but um, still enjoying her racing and we enjoy her racing very much. This is her 15th group race final tonight. Uh, she's been racing for over two years. That includes five group ones. She's won three. Uh, she's won a group three, but yet to crack a really big one. Do you think tonight could be her night? Oh, I hope so. Probably need a little <laughs> bit of luck, but um, not not counting on it. But uh, we'll see how we go. She's she's in good form. Um, she's a bit unlucky last start. She uh, she did trial really quick recently. Um, she's always thereabouts. Um, there's probably an opportunity at the moment with um, a couple of the uh, top guns out. Um, but we'll just see how we go. She had a, a run at the Meadows back in September. It was a big run too. She came from well back in the field to run third. So she's had a she's had nine starts around the track now, uh, two wins there. 
So do you think her form going into the race, are you happy? I know you said she hasn't been racing with a lot of luck, but she's been racing against some top dogs. But are you happy with her preparation and going in tonight? Uh, I'm very happy where she's at. I think she'll run well. But, yeah, like the way she races um, uh, off the outside, she might need a little bit of luck. Um, she pro- Meadows probably isn't a favourite track. Probably the best win was probably her first race there. Um, she does sort of get back. I'm hoping Dinah Chancer might sort of go across the field and give her a little bit of luck and a bit of room. Um, she's definitely going quick. It's just a matter of getting the right break. I was thinking the same thing. I thought he might be a bonus for you, having him on your inside there. He might just give her a run into the race. But she's generally quite slow early, isn't she? And it's always the run home that um, is amazing from her and the way she gets through a field. Yeah, she likes... What it is, she likes a little bit of room only. So her first step out of the box is always slightly to the right. Um, And if she gets some room, she will go. But generally what happens is she can't hold a spot um, because she likes genuine pace. Uh, and goes back through the field and, um, you know, from there she, she picks up and she really tries hard. But, um, yeah, I'm just hoping we might have some luck from out there, but it's, well, time will tell, I guess. And what's been the plan with Abby Ripper this week, Michael? Have you had her down to Victoria with anyone? Are you driving down? What, what's what been the plan? No, we drive down on race day. Um, right. Find, find quite a couple of other things, and, um, but we find that works well with her to drive on race day. Yeah. Michael, she had the campaign in, in Brisbane during the winter. She's back down here in Victoria now. Um, she's had 90-odd uh, starts. She obviously loves her racing, and she's, she's, is she still showing you the desire to get out there and want to chase? Yeah, she still enjoys the racing. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, she She's actually back in at our place in Sydney. Um, uh, so, she, yeah, she's come back. She was originally uh, with Jeff um, and Rosie in Melbourne. She went to Brisbane for a little while. Um, she looked like she was getting a bit homesick, so we brought her home. She won straight away, and she's been a little bit up and down in her form. Probably, you know, reflects the fact is she's racing top class every start. You sort of don't get a, a break. Um, but um, you know, the run at Wentworth Park two starts ago was very good. The, the the banking on the track at when he's been lifted a bit, she does like to make her runs out wide, so it probably doesn't um, benefit her greatly. Um, even though the track is obviously racing safer, but it probably doesn't suit her. Um, so, yeah, she needs a little bit of luck at Wenty and probably the Meadows too nowadays. Boultree's coming up, I think, in three or four weeks. We're really looking forward to that because um, she is, we know we, she is really going well. She is still enjoying her racing. And uh, like you mentioned, a couple of the big guns are out. Uh, Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam, of course, we're talking about. But she's been up against Fanta Bale so many starts in her career prior to Fanta retiring and um, photo bomb many of her photo finishes. <laughs> Yeah, I have a bit of a joke with Peter Riley uh, and Robbie Britton all the time about that. And before Santa Bale came along, it was burn one down. I think um, the connections of both those dogs, when they have a look at their photos on the wall, probably see, see our little girl in the photo in Spinal Third. She's sort of been around, there about for a long time and, you know, done a great job for her. Well, let's hope she... Um... Gets a group one for you tonight, Mike. I'd love to see her up on the winner's dais because um, she certainly deserves it. Yeah, no worries. We will too. We'll see how we go. Good luck. Okay, thank you. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. There's plenty of interstate flavour in tonight's tab top gun for the stayers and uh, moment to jive, a Western Australian trained, trained chaser who is in the care of Matt Lanigan. And Matt joins us on the phone. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, how are you going? Very well, thanks. Um, more importantly, how are you and Moment to Jive going? 
Oh uh, yeah, good. Yeah, obviously, I'm um, really excited for tonight. It's, um, uh, it's been a sort of um, a plan in process. We sort of hope that she could make the final, like make the make the um, race, and um, yeah, obviously getting accepted into it. It's a huge honour, and we're just really looking forward to it. This is her eighth group race final. She ran a gallant second in the Galaxy behind Rip and Sam in Perth earlier this year. She's come up with box two. Does she look well boxed to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's. Um, you know, she's been in. I think she's been in five group ones now, and every time she's drawn boxes five or six. So um, I was there on Saturday night when they drew out when they did the box draw, and when they um, pulled out box two, yeah, I couldn't have been happier because she just loves the rail, and, and um, yeah, it gives her a really good chance. Um, just got to hope that um, hopefully she can just find a forward position, and um, yeah, she'll be doing her best work. Like I'd be happy if she could sit second or third um, and just hold that rail because she won't move off it, and um, yeah, just with a little bit of luck, hopefully she can, um, yeah, win one of these big races. There's quite a few very experienced chasers in the field, and she's one of them. This will be her 77th start tonight, and she's been racing for almost two years. Has she been quite a sound greyhound? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she um, uh, obviously it took her a while to win her first couple of races, like when she was just over the um, what the 400 and the 500 meters. But um, Sarah and Richard obviously knew that she. Um, with just by a run home time, so they were confident that she could f- could get further. And um, since she's got further, she's just um, yeah taking it all in her stride. She's um, she pulls up very well. She's um, very cl- like a clean winded. She just loves to run, and she's a very good worker at home. And um, you know this is her third or fourth time that she's been here and stayed here for a few months. And um, she's an absolute pleasure to have here. And she's. Um, She's definitely the, the princess of our kennels or the queen of our kennels. And, uh, um, yeah, hopefully I, I'd love nothing more if she could if she could win a big race for like for Richard and Sarah and obviously for us as well. It'd be, um, yeah, pretty special. Matt, no Tornado Tears or Rip and Sam to worry about. As a as a rival, how do you feel about that? I know the uh, the promoters are probably not uh, not wishing that to, to happen, but the rival trainers, how do you feel about not having to go up against the two champs? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's definitely an advantage, that's for sure. It's um, uh, after the the Sandown Cup, you know, she like that was probably the best race that she's ever raced, and you know, she went down by a length and a half to Tornado Tears in, in flying time. Um, obviously, uh, Rip and Sam beat her in the in the Galaxy, and then um, again, Tornado Tears beat her in the in the Nationals. And I remember um tweeting after the nationals it's amazing to be able to race against like the the caliber of those two dogs they're like you know they're both outstanding chasers and they're probably some of the best stays that we've seen but also on the other side of it you, we're pretty unlucky that we have to keep on <laughs> uh, running into them because they're just so good and they're so hard to beat but um you know once they were we found out that they were both injured we we sort of made sure that this was our um our grand final sort of thing um she has had a little bit of a hiccup about two or three weeks ago where she pulled up a bit bit ill from a run. But, um, you know, I've just given her a 100% chance to make sure that she's 100% right for tonight. And, um, yeah, we couldn't go into the race into the race tonight any more confident, that's for sure. She had a trial at the Meadows over the 5.25 in 30.39. Were you happy with that run? Um, I trolled her there uh, probably just before she, before she got sick. Um and she went 30 even, and her run home time was, I think it was about, tw- I think it was 12 seconds flat or something like that. So, 
Um, she can go a lot quicker. Uh, like I said, she had two weeks of no work at all. So um, the reason why we just put her over the 500 was just to give her, to blow like the cobwebs out. Um, so I really just wanted her just to, I wasn't expecting anything. And it's obviously like it was pouring rain and it was um, uh, like dying a chance to try beforehand. And, and I think he went 34.50 or something where his best time's 34.10. So I knew that the track was a little bit off there as well. Um, and like I said, I just wanted her to, to get around safely. And um, the most important thing for us was obviously the way that she pulled up and um, I honestly couldn't be happier with the way that she has. She's, um, yeah, she's jumping out of her skin. And um, like I said, we just need a little bit of luck tonight and fingers crossed that she can pinch one of these ones. Well, it sounds like you've got all guns blazing there, Matt. Sorry, pardon the pun there. <laughs> but um sounds like you've got every every I dotted and T crossed um, in her preparation. So best of luck tonight. We'd love to see a win for you and also for Sarah Appleton. I know um they do a tremendous amount of work and it's great to have so many interstate dogs in this final. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much. She's um yeah, Richard and Sarah are great people and obviously um, it'd be just amazing for them if they're, they're flying over, for, like they're flying over today for the event. So, um, yeah, it'd be awesome if she can just, um, yeah, yeah we'll be happy. It's, it's a big honour just to make the final. So um, whatever happens, happens. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Talking Greyhounds is presented by the Group 1 Tab Top Gun, a night of electrifying greyhound racing tonight at the Meadows. Find out more at themeadows.org.au. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Plenty of highlights on the track during the week, Simone. What have you come up with as your run of the week? Well, there's some great runs at Sandown Thursday, often imitated for Brad Greeno, ran a 29.39. It gets my run of the week. It was a dog to follow of mine quite some time ago, but, um, gee, with this Melbourne Cup series coming up, it's going to be hot, isn't it? Dogs. Yeah, I'll yeah. Say. And young dogs, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, your dog to follow from last week? Well, Aston Geisha had no luck in the Great Chase final, failing to fill a place, but Black Opium engaged on Thursday night at Sandown ran another outstanding, um, or won another outstanding race as well, so certainly a star of the future. A dog to follow? Time to talk, as I mentioned earlier. Three starts now for three wins over the 410 at Horsham, including a track record. It's not engaged anywhere to run early next week, but uh, keep an eye out because I'm sure it will get a start very soon. What's your best bet for the weekend? Race 10, number 8, tomorrow at Sale in the final of the President's Cup. Marcello for William McMahon. It's been unbeaten from box 8 and racing in terrific form at the moment. What's coming up in the world of Greyhound Racing, Simone? The President's Cup tomorrow at Sale. Heats of the Northern Districts Cup at Shepherd on Monday night and Heats of the Jade Weiss Memorial Thursday night at Warrnambool. Plenty coming up. Don't forget the Top Gun and the Hume Cup heats tonight as well. If you can't get out to the track, and I encourage you to do so, if you're in a position to do just that, tune in to RSN 927. As we say goodbye, we always say keep those tails wagging, Simone. Thanks for coming in. You better go home and get some rest. <laughs> we'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.